Welcome to the FNO InsureTech Podcast, a place where movers and shakers from all points within the insurance ecosystem gather and discuss all things InsureTech. We talk about how technology and innovation are affecting and driving change in the industry. Here are your hosts, Lee Boyd and Rob Beller. Hey, Podcast World, welcome to this week's edition of FNO InsureTech. I am Lee Boyd, your co-host. Hi. Hi. And I'm Rob Beller, the pretty one. You are. You you know what? You call yourself the cute one all the time, and now I can see why. That's right. You are remarkably cute. Thank you, Rob. Uh Uh-huh. I guess every time you've said that in the past, I haven't really paid attention. Well, you have to look me in the eyes. Oh, my gosh. But, of course, today my hair is doing this weird thing. My barber cut the hair, and it's like straight down the middle. And it's just really bothering me. So all day I've been flipping my hair back. You should just be glad at your age, Lee or Rob, that you have hair. I do. I have wonderful curly hair. You right, wouldn't Rob. know it. No. I didn't know that you have curly hair because it's always so short. Yeah, it, it curls. It curls. But hey, Rob Beller, yes. we got to see each other this week. We did. In person we at did. the Interconnect CoreLogic Conference. That we was a absolutely. delight getting to see you. It was. It was great to see you and... It was delightful to be at the CoreLogic conference. It was. We were able to run in to a couple of people who had heard the podcast. We even had one person, JJ, who works there at, at CoreLogic. He came up uh, and talked to us about the podcast. We want to give JJ a shout out. Thank you for coming yep. up. And hold the presses. Hold the presses. Get ready, folks. We met in person, live and in person, the one and only. The. The. The founder of Coverager, Sheffy Benhada. We did. And man, is she fun. She is just this explosion. In in the middle of, of the of the conference, we got a visit with her and she just blew my mind. She is just such a delight to get to visit with. Well, Sheffy, if you're listening to this, I want you to know I don't think you're an explosion. No, like a good explosion. Like a good <laughs> a good like, explosion. What a good person to be around that's that's how i take that filled with energy and insight and um and excitement and it was terrific to be with her thanks astrid for making that happen and yes thank you astrid sheffy even consented to come back again soon yeah she's scheduled we get her to come back on very exciting very exciting speaking of conference one of the great one of the reasons we go to conferences is because we get to see tons and tons of people right that's very true. For people like you and me who spend most of our time working in closets. Yeah. Or whatever. TV trays. In rooms. Or in your case, in a garage. <laughs> Not uh, anymore. That's right. Al works in a closet. <laughs> yes, he does. He does work in a closet. It's true. True story. Uh, <laughs> it's a big one, but yeah. Go to conferences so that we can mix with people. And, and this time was no exception. We saw many people that we've had on the podcast. Lots and, of past uh, guests. Lots of past guests, and we saw Sheffy. And last November, I went to a conference I've been to many times, Property Information Report in Southern California, and met a guy who we're going to have on the podcast today. Today, we have with us Chin Ma, co-founder and president at Chirp Technologies. I met Chin, great 
interesting man at the property information report conference. So conferences always pay off for us in a big way. Yeah. And and Chirp is a fascinating technology that allows underwriters insight into the home of an insured. Uh, it's, it's promising to uh, help reduce losses, right? It helps to to underwrite correctly and accurately. And it also is working to get the insured involved in the process. So we get a visit with him for a long time today, all about the technology, uh, where where it came from and, and, and where it's going. So I'm excited. I'm excited to have him on. So without further ado, let's get to our episode with Chin Ma, co-founder and president of Chirp Technologies. Hey, everybody, we are here with our special guest, a guest that we have been waiting to have on the podcast for a little while now, a gentleman I met last November at the Property Information Report Conference in magnificently beautiful Southern California. Wouldn't you agree, Chin? I mean, it was like, wow, nice place for a conference. Yeah, I think we would just go every year and not attend the conference, but have the opportunity. <laughs> that's good that's job. Good. Say we're attending the conference. <laughs> but not going to the conference. Thank you um, for the invite. It sounds wonderful. We have Chin Ma with us, the co-founder and president of Chirp Technologies, who I met and learned about when I was at the Property Information Report conference. Welcome to our podcast. Welcome. Thank you for having me, Robin, Robin Lee. It's, Glad that you're here. It's a pleasure. Thank you. For, thank you for making the time. I'm guessing that one of the reasons that it's taken so long is you're just a busy guy. We've been trying. We always talk about Chirp and our program as a new category of information and information collection in the home insurance underwriting space. And as you guys both know very well, uh, working with insurers to transform and innovate is quite difficult. And so we got to spend a lot of time Takes a little time. Make sure it happens. Yes, right. And you're not necessarily selling into an audience who's eager to jump at every new exciting thing that comes along. So it takes time. It takes time. It takes time. Yeah, yeah. So let's start off by talking specifically about Chirp. And yeah. uh, because I think for some people in our audience, you may be a new name. Tell us what you guys do. What, what you guys are about and, and what you do at the company. Yeah, sure, sure, Rob. So a little bit about Chirp. Uh, we launched the technology side of the product, which includes a progressive web application, basically sent it to the customers of home insurance companies to conduct a self-home checkup. Our proprietary computer vision models, uh, that's AI-centric, that essentially analyzes for condition and associated risk that leads to a non-catastrophic claim and then hmm. workflow tool sets that enable underwriters to activate on those decisions. And uh, we built the technology because of a lot of the work that we did with a billion dollar carrier. We actually didn't think this was technology at all when we started. We just believed that there was a differentiated way to look at a condition of a home. You know, I think insurance companies, it goes without saying, they're really good at insurance underwriting. But when we first looked at the problem, when it came to assessing risk, both inside and outside of a home, the necessary construction expertise, however, just wasn't there. And so 
intern, my partner, his name is Micah Kalish in 2017, who began working with this carrier, one of the largest carriers in the Southeast today. And he identified all of these construction issues, right? Whether if it's an installation mistake on something as small as a toilet coupling nut or uh, excessive corrosion on a water supply line, some things that insurance companies never before looked at before. He was able to determine using his own construction experience and claims data that some key symptoms lead to claims. And if you work with homeowners to fix those problems, then they don't turn into claims. Simple theory, but complex to implement. And so he embarked on a journey, which was all manual and was able to generate a fair amount of profitability over the course of three years. And as the carrier grew from a $300 million in premium business to a billion dollars in business in premium, he reached out to me and said, hey, my background is in insurance, but it was tech and AI centric. I led Deloitte's insurance technology practice. And he said, listen, I have a problem. I'm going to need to hire 30 people to be able to keep up with this level of demand if we were to continue to execute on our program. Do you think there is a way for us to automate it? And so that's when him and I kind of put our heads together and realized that what we had to do was he, we had to automate his eyes and his brain. And that's how we came up with the initial portion of the Chirp solution, our proprietary computer vision models. Wow. Great story. Thank you. So, so identify in a sentence or two, what, what is the problem that Micah set out to solve? Like many of the personal lines PNC carriers today um, in our you know, hard market, um, I don't even know why I put bunny rabbit airs on it. I should have. <laughs> in our market, it's hitting us, uh, punching us in the face pretty hard. You know, um, you know, State Farm just reported, I think, uh, north of 120% combined ratio. USA just had its 100th anniversary, uh, first underwriting loss in 100 years. And, you know, from those majors to smaller players are dealing with tough challenges stemming from profitability. And, you know, you look at the problem statement and we think about all these massive things, right? Cat, you know, we think about um, risk-based pricing and legislation that prevents that. We look at fraud and litigation, especially when it comes to um, areas like the Southeast. Uh, but what was really interesting was we came at the problem not confronting those fronts in this massive war that we're fighting. We came at the problem with, wait a minute, nobody ever took a look inside of a home or at least as systemically as they probably should. And wait a minute, there's a lot of low hanging fruit because from our construction experience, we knew that people typically have installation mistakes, even with professional plumbers and contractors, let alone everyday homeowners like you and me and how we maintain things like our water heater, our air handlers and furnaces and so on and so forth. And so on that thesis, we were very fortunate to test our hypothesis with a large, that large carrier in the Southeast. And it was uh, an interesting experience because, you know, we said, hey, look, these little coupling nut things, they get installed incorrectly all the time. Everybody ignored us until there was a $1.5 million claim stemming from something that was a $7 part that was improperly installed. And the CEO said, no, heck no. I'm, I am going to assess virtually every single piece of business in my book of business if 
we want to keep those risks. And, you know, I think in summary, it's all about looking for low hanging fruit and some of the complexities that also lead to pretty large losses uh, that are basically sitting right there. All you have to do is actually yeah. approach a homeowner and say, hey, can we take a look inside of your home and how do we do that effectively, scalably and not intrusively? I think back, my my father was a insurance agent for many, many years and maybe between 96 and 2000 in the summers, I would go take underwriting photos for him. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I think I, I would take a, a front and a back and the uh, e- e- electrical panel. And I think that was it. And that was the underwriting inspection. I don't remember ever actually going into a home, but I think back then, I think that, I, I, I guess I don't know what the loss ratios were, were then. Is it that homes are getting more complicated? I mean, were homes back in the 70s and 80s, were they all kind of more, not cookie cutter, but they all kind of had fewer toilets, right? To choose from fewer nuts, fewer ways to fewer, build a home. Fewer move, moving parts. Fewer moving parts. Is it that homes are more complicated now? Is that why we need to get in there? I think it's a, yeah, you could argue it's a little bit more complicated. You know, there's quite a wide variety of things, Lee. One of those examples and um, a symptom that leads to a lot of claims that we've seen is a typical water supply line that's under your sink, right? So historically, the manufacturing process, I think prior to 1992, was you have PVC interior, stainless mesh exterior that is the line and there's a polymer cold a polymer coating on it right and so you know the the purpose of that polymer coating is to prevent things like you know humidity that could potentially cause corrosion that would fracture the stainless steel braids and then the interior lining like a bubble would just slowly pop out leading to a pop that leads to a water loss now, um, what's fascinating is I think it, I can't, you got, can't quote me on the date, but I think like after 92, those manufacturers that were manufacturing those supply lines started to not put any of that polymer coating on it. And it probably spent <laughs> money on the manufacturing process, but the problem is, well, things corrode much faster. And, you know, this was a product that you could probably rely on for a healthy 10 years and really most of us probably wouldn't care about until something goes wrong, really like year 15. Now you should probably check up on it um, every three or four years or so, especially in places that are excessively humid, like in the state of right. Florida. Or like, like Florida is an exa- best example, right? Exactly. Uh-huh. So, so are you working directly with the homeowner to have them take pictures? How is what you're doing with underwriting different than what has traditionally been the case? That's a really good question, Rob. And maybe just as a as a quick backdrop, you know, uh, CHIRP, the acronym stands for Complete Home Risk Prevention. We put a little tiny little bird on there so everybody knows and hopefully calls it CHIRP. Okay. Okay, um, good. Thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> I, I, I was wondering. All good. You know, so we, we sell our product, which is software and our programming techniques and advice as a software platform to home insurance companies. And so how it essentially works is, you know, once you contract with us, you know, you send us insurance information, right? Typically at new business and also prior to renewal. We use that information to, one, 
deliver a mobile application experience. So say, for example, both of you are insured by insurance company A. That insurance company uses Chirp. They send your information, your address, your phone number, et cetera, to us. And then we send an inspection link to you. That inspection is configured aligned to the, the coverage type of the policy, the state-specific regulations, and the specific underwriting guidelines of an insurance underwriter. And so, therefore, you take a certain subset of images and the kind of things that matter to that particular carrier based on their coverage. And then our AI processes it. And then, you know, the insurance underwriter engages with that information and works with you if we identify anything that would lead to, say, for example, a frictionless repair experience. And so that essentially is how it works, Rob. How it's different than the traditional underwriting experiences. You know, I think the inspections industry, it's been engineered historically for the home buying experience, right? Like you get an eight-point inspection when you buy a home and you want to make sure that there's nothing systemically wrong. So, you know, you might get like a $15,000 credit or something like that on the home purchase price uh, for a bad roof or something. Um, and so when you earmark that to an insurance process and underwriting, you end up missing a lot of the critical things that lead to a large claim, such as the toilet coupler nut example that I gave. And so there are asymmetries in the kind of things that you really should be looking for because in effect, what are we doing as an insurance company? We're managing to risk, so we select risk better and we can hopefully influence that risk. And so that risk stays healthier over the course of time when I've retained you for nine years in my book. And so, you know, utilizing our technology, but more specifically our program, we enable a more comprehensive view of the things that could go wrong. Henceforth, you prevent more in different kinds of claims, ultimately reducing frequency, specifically where we're focused is non-cat. So non-cat, water, fire, liability. And that's what we work with our clients to basically resolve. And so you were saying that you're using AI in this process, right? That you have some proprietary systems. I think I said that right. Systems that that you're you're looking at. So, I mean, I don't want to know your secret sauce, but are we looking at at measurements? Are we looking at types of damage already pre-existing? What what do what are we seeing? What is your system doing that a photo won't do? Great question. A couple of things. You know how it works is you take a photo. And say, for example, and I'll use, I'll continue to use and pull the thread of, of the toilet coupler nut example. Yeah. So have a more complete view of a single example. Uh, but Lee, I, I say, hey, take a photo of this exact type of image under your bathroom toilet. And you take that photo. And our AI, the first thing that it does, and it's something that's very commonly known um, and call it the computer vision industry or AI industry. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it started out with being able to identify cats. This is a cat. This is not a cat. Uh, so it identifies the object, right? And um, it says, yes, that's a toilet coupling nut. Check. The second thing and where we took it to, you know, arguably the next level is the condition of that coupling nut. And so, you know, there are a multitude of different symptoms that lead to claims but the one example is, um, and something that I shared at PIR, Rob, is oftentimes people use a pair of pliers or a wrench to tighten a plastic coupling nut. Okay, Of course, of course. 
Yeah, because like, fighters we, better, right? We shouldn't do that. We shouldn't, but they destroy it. They crush it. They crush or, it or crack it. Yeah, you wouldn't. You would. You wouldn't imagine how many people that I get on the phone with or on a podcast with, and they go, "Yep, I've done or <laughs> and it sucked." Three years later or one year later. No wonder everything's always leaking in my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if you look at it, right, you you open the package and you look on the actual plastic nut itself, everywhere. Yeah. You know, big red bold letters. Hand <laughs> Two night use pliers. Yeah, hand tighten only. Hand tighten yeah. only. What do we do? You know, we you know our own DIY practices, and even sometimes professional contractors that you know may just have some random guy install some right. install a nut. Super simple. Now, why I'm explaining this is, well, what do we look for, right? How do you know? And so, what we look for are the tiny little ridges or irregularities that the pl- that the metal tool leaves behind. And that's when you know that someone's used a pair, a pair of pliers to install that plastic nut. And that's when you know to replace it. And so where we've taken artificial intelligence is, is far beyond the identification that we identify first. And then we go and sense for the condition of those things. And we have a library of use cases that's been proven, you know, over 450,000 inspections to basically have prevented a significant amount of claims. Attribution for that. You know, we saved, you know, our company that we've been working with for the last seven years where we've been able to run this process across their book twice, about $120 million a year. They write a billion. It, you mean in indemnity? In non-cat claim payout in comparison to, th- to this year as a ratio of total premium in comparison to their performance blended average 2014, 2015, 2016. Because that's always a hard thing to determine. What is your savings? Whenever you're saving the claim from happening, you have to, you have to kind of predict that the claim would have happened if you hadn't if you hadn't realized it. That's a hard one to do. Yeah, it, it really is. And what we do is we work with our clients on attribution. You know, we do have benefits and you know claim severity. Like we help to drop claim severity from twenty four thousand to twelve uh, eleven thousand. When we started working on the tech back in 2020, even, um, but the biggest thing is frequency, right? If you're yeah. running at a 2.3 percent water loss frequency, and two years from now you run a 1.3 percent non-cat water loss frequency, and today you run a sub 0.8 percent water loss non-cat frequency, I mean, listen, you know, it might not be me. But I'm going to tell you, it's you. <laughs> but it might not be you, but you're going to take responsibility. Yeah, I'm going to take responsibility. <laughs> no, but like, and then we go and we look at the correlation between, um, like we have a mechanism where we kind of score the home. It's super simple, red, yellow, green. And you go and you compare, okay, well, how many reds were in the book of business back in 2017 compared to how many reds are in the book of business now? And then we have an even further deep dive database where we can go and say, how many bad toilet cupper nuts are systemically in your book of business as a ratio of your total book? Now you're sitting there going and saying, holy moly, I dropped that number from 5%, which is the typical percentage of bad improperly installed coupling nuts in a book of business. We dropped that from 5% down to 1.2. Wow. So I'm, I'm interested. What are the other things that you're, I'm interested in the process Mm -hmm. of getting homeowners involved. Because, uh, you, of course, you're not the only company out there who wants the homeowner to help. And th- and it's easier said than done. I don't need to tell you that. 
And I'm so I'm interested in that. What tell me let me so let me ask you a couple of questions around that process. A text message, I assume, comes to them or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, email a text message. And so that this so it, it's basically grab your phone and I'm I'm sure that they are they informed ahead of time you're going to be getting this text message and you need to do this as part of the as part of the process of us giving you a policy. Yeah. Right. And that would be ideal. And it would hopefully come from their agent. Uh huh. And just by the way you say that, I, I can tell it doesn't happen that way every it time. It doesn't happen but, all that way all the time. But we'll just go with that for the yeah. time being. We'll give the agents the benefit of the doubt here. Yeah. And so, and then it, I assume it walks them through step by step. Now go into this room and take a picture from this perspective of this particular mm-hmm. item. Washing machine, I'm guessing, mm-hmm. around washing machines. Uh, what? Tell us what else is on that list. You know, it would vary, you know, a condo versus a single family versus a townhome, HO3 versus a dwelling product, so on and so forth. But you typically look at, you know, exterior and exterior structure of a home, like roof, siding, general structure, and appliances that are exterior could be a tankless water heater or an AC unit. And then inside the home, uh, you have your major appliances, Lee, the electrical panel, make and model, and also the breakers, you know, your water heater, your air handler furnace, and the basic plumbing components in your home. And if available, also the uh, major plumbing components, like for example, if you had a plumbing manifold or something like that. And then, you know, there are a lot of uh, dynamic items. So in other words, if you have a pool, we'd want to know, we want to see and know that. And if you have an enclosure and that kind of stuff, but generally what you're looking at are, you know, those major components. And then it varies too. You have the Southeast where there's not a lot of basements that it's more prone to humidity. It's more prone to having and having pools and pool closure and gates and so on and so forth. Whereas in the North, it's colder, so you have secondary heating sources that are risks, sump pumps, oil tanks, basements. And so all of those things uh, are highly conducive to making sure that when we create, say, an inspection application for our clients, um, it has to always be bespoke. Otherwise, you're going to show information that doesn't matter to an underwriting team, and that doesn't work. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a lot of great information. I always wonder about the customer adoption right? You're asking the customer to get involved. How is that going? And is there anything that incentivizes the customer to help you out here? That's a great question. And I think it builds on what Rob is saying. And so, you know, I think the first thing that I'll probably hit on, Lee, and I'll answer your question sequentially. I think if you looked at this as a technology only program, and I think you failed already, right? Getting into people's homes is incredibly difficult. You know, there's a lot to be said about the orthodoxies that consumers have about their insurance company. And so our mission as a company um, isn't to just provide the greatest inspection experience. Our mission in our company is to eliminate non-CAT claims, right, to help bring insurance companies back to profitability, et cetera, because there's just way too much low-hanging fruit for you to not get. And then on the other side of the equation, only the only way for you to do that is if you help people maintain healthy homes. Right. If you can demonstrate a partnership and actually put some teeth. Oh, yeah. Incentive side around what that means and not just, you know, lipstick on a pig, for lack of a better way of describing it. And so, you know, when we think about our programming, um, we think about it 
as a people process technology transformation. And that's how we work with a lot of our clients to make sure that, you know, they, do, they don't just think, hey, listen, we're going to plug this in and it's going to be the greatest Uberized experience. And somehow agents are just going to be OK with it. Right. You have to demonstrate value prop to an agent. For example, like, why would you want to do this, Mr. And Mrs. Agent? Well, we are capturing in addition to what you're capturing in the application. If there's a business on site, if it's a reno, if there's an reno, active renovation, if there is a if, if, this, if this home is a rental or there's a vacancy. Right. And if you miss that in the application process and somehow there was a claim for a renovation, as an example, the insurance company is not going to pay the claim because you didn't indicate that there was an active renovation and that coverage wasn't provided. What's going to happen to you, Mr. Agent, is you might actually end up with an E&O claim. And then they go, oh, I need to protect my E&O. I get why I want to do this. Right. And there's a multitude of different things that you have to do. But you really have to bring your agent network, your independent agent network along the ride because they're either going to be your biggest proponent or they're going to put a gun to the head of this program. Mm -hmm. I think the second thing is, you know, you have to demonstrate a level of I call it teeth. But as it pertains to things like incentives, I think this kind of program is really early. Personalized PNC modernized much quicker in auto than it did in home. Right. 2014 progressive long safe drive launch safe driver discount. Right. In the beginning, nobody knew there was going to be premium reductions and deductible reductions. All they knew was, hey, listen, let's go and collect some data and figure it out. Um, now there is, you know, you drive safe for six months and all of a sudden next year you're renewal, your premium reduces by 10 percent. I think you're going to see the same kind of thing happen in home. Everybody's talking about proactive loss prevention in the home insurance industry, especially given the environment that we're in, in the hard market. And so eventually you'll see that kind of stuff, especially when actuaries and product actuaries start to crunch the numbers. But initially what you're seeing now, Lee, is incentive programs like, hey, listen, we want to be a partner in the health of your home. Let us actually work with you to replace this very old water heater because it is going to cause a claim. Um, and mathematically, um, you know, what we've done is we've worked out that there's a certain credit that you could basically provide to basically, you know, co-fund a, a water heater. And we ran a program oh, yeah. to a lot of success. And so when we inspected, you know, let's say four years later, insured's like, hey, listen, last time I did this, you know, you guys helped me get a new water heater. I really appreciated that because I had no idea about the issues that was going to happen. And I don't want it to happen. I know you'll pay a claim, but it's going to suck for me. And I think right. educating homeowners around that and also making sure that, you know, you have the right kind of operating model and incentive programs in place, super important, but not required. Yeah. Yeah. And I think letting the insurer know, I mean, deductibles are, are crazy high right now throughout the country. And if you say, hey, just so you know, we're insuring the home. These, this is a list of a few things that you should probably go and take care of. They mm -hmm. could, they could make a small claim. But most of the time, those claims are under your deductible, and we just want you to be a little proactive. Mm -hmm. uh, the cost to be proactive is X. The cost of a small claim is Y. And then I think it gives you a whole nother, a whole nother way to look at more customized premiums, just like you talked about. It's one thing to look at the different discounts, but even customizing the price more and more based on what's in the home, I think I think you're there. With that, you you have to have some report. And, and you talked a little bit about it, 
but you have to have a, a very high level report that's going back to these underwriters. You're not just showing them, here's the photos that we got taken, make your decisions. You've got to be coming back with some kind of information. Talk to us about those reports that those underwriters are seeing. Best way to describe it is every policy is a haystack. You know, every policy, when you look at, you know, 40 images on a typical home for a typical, typical home inspection, you know, you're looking for the tiny little needles, right? The things that go wrong. Yeah. And so, you know, our take and what we do from an AI perspective is we go and we say, hey, we're going we're to get the most compliant possible photos using this process. Really cool, Uberized self-inspection process. And then we're going to use our AI and we're going to deliver a high level of accuracy. So this way, when you see the report, you go, okay, I got 40 photos, right? From an underwriting efficiency perspective, I only need you to pay attention to the one or two that are bad, right? And then, and then instead of spending time finding the needles, you can determine when you found the needles, you can invest the time to spend with the homeowner to say, hey, this is what we need you to do to fix it. So this way it becomes a better risk for us. And you're not, you know, it's not going to go bump in the night and you're going to have a headache on your hands. And so that's ultimately what we do with the report is pretty simple. It's, you know, pretty much like any other inspection report uh, with the only exception of the issues or potential risks identified are squarely aligned with the underwriting guidelines of a home insurance company. And so, or, or for that you know, coverage type and the state that they are operating in, so on and so forth. And so when an underwriter sees it, they go, ah, okay, I see we got the entire report, check. Those are the two things I need to focus on, check. Oh, I see exactly the issue, toilet coupling nut and aged out water heater, as an example. And then I go, okay, what do we want to do, right? Do we take drastic actions like rescind a policy or do we decide to work with this insured because we've insured you for the last six years, Robin, you're a wonderful client of ours. You probably just didn't know this was an issue. And so then they would activate our frictionless repair experience to be able to then facilitate an easy experience to basically fix the things that would go wrong. Is that something that's inside the Chirp platform? Is the repair part of it? It is. So that's something that you also offer to the carrier. Correct. And subsequently the the insured as on an as needed basis. Yeah. If I have a mission of eliminating non-cat claims and helping people maintain healthy homes, Rob, I think it would be kind of lame to be like, all right, well, here's the information. Go do whatever you want to do with it. Uh-huh. You know, and, and people uh-huh. they have an issue, right? You buy a new home, you move to a new city. What happens, Rob? You know, I go and I say, Rob, go, you know, please, this is something bad. I need you to fix it. You're going to say, well, well, do you, do you know of a good plumber? I'm exactly. New area. I, I guarantee you that's what I would say. That's exactly what he would say. Yeah. I, I, what I'm are you that guy. Do to help me. Yeah. That, yeah. Well, I would, I would be like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, what, what, how, what, where, and I'm not a handy guy. Right. So. Yeah. You could, you could bring out your wrench and you could be like. I'm going to use this on this. I'm going to, I'm the guy that would use the wrench to crush the bolt that shouldn't be, that should have been hand tightened. Yeah. 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 My style. Yeah. And so you have to make sure that, you know, not only delivering the insights that matter, the activated approaches, whether if it would be guiding someone to DIY it effectively or saying, Hey, I need help. And then providing you with a highly trusted and scalable network of contractors that could help you fix the problem. And so those are, you know, two things that 
you know, health, home health insights, as well as the uh, frictionless repair experience, what we deliver as part of our platform. So you have like a repair network of sorts where if somebody wants, if I'm a homeowner X and I've heard from you that I have a water heater, that's probably easier to fix, but you know, something that's a little obscure, like a coupling nut, Mm -hmm. right? Then what happens? Do you say, can we help you to repair that? Is that something that you propose to them? Mm -hmm. That's correct. We suggest you repair it and we can help you do it. Press here. Correct. And so, um, you know, so our, our, our experience works like, Hey, you know, do you think you can repair it yourself? It's pretty easy. This is how you could do it. Oh no, you don't want to do it. No problem. I need help. I need help then launches into our repair network, which is uh, wholly within the chirp experience, but that network is activated by one of our partners and what they do. And they do this incredibly well at scale is nationally, they work with the best contractors in the country. You know, our biggest challenge when we sought out to build this part of our platform wasn't the technology. It was who is going to go to the homes of our clients' clients. Right. Right. And so having a really robust compliance and onboarding process around who you bring on is really important to us because we don't want to get that phone call, God forbid. No. And so we began working with our partner, incredible team. They do a phenomenal job in the managed repair space to build out the underwriting side of kind of like the claims managed repair side. So it's been a great journey thus far. And, you know, we're just actually getting started in that. Are you in all states? Uh, Chirp is in all states. And we just launched in Canada as well. Wow. Wow, that's great. So I have a question about your your relationship with the carrier. Mm -hmm. So... Does the carrier pay on a per use basis? Like they get in a new application, they want it to be inspected, they send it to you, you send the link, blah, blah, blah. So I want to talk about your relationship with carriers. You're a younger company. I know that you have a well-established relationship with a, with a particular carrier that you've mentioned in, in the Southeast I saw him, in fact, at the conference I met you, I saw he was the CEO, I believe, spoke, and he couldn't have been more excited. And I know a lot of his excitement came from the dollar signs that are associated with your savings. So how, how's the growth of the company going? How are you guys doing as far as stretching out uh, through the rest of the region and the country? I think great. You know, I, I think there are some orthodoxical challenges that we will inevitably run into. One, one candid one I have to share with you both is adoption, right? Like I think you guys hit the nail on the head. Florida's been a been a hard market for, God, last 15 plus years. And so it was easier to go out and say, I need you to do this inspection because you didn't have as much choice. So now in an environment where, you know, we're active in, you know, I think about 25 or 26 states now, but in an environment where, hey, we don't do this that much in fill in the blank state. What do we do? You know, fortunately, when we started this process, we were and still are the only company in the United States that have conducted a full book inspection. In other words, we ran an inspection for virtually every single policy in the book of business. And so um, it's a differentiated kind of program. Most insurance company probably inspect about, you know, 5%, 7%, if that, 
that being the case, uh, that's a big challenge for us. Um, but we're seeing good, you know, was it, was it tailwinds? Yeah, tailwinds. You know, we're seeing great tailwinds in the southeast. We're seeing great tailwinds in terms of interest across the board. And I think, I suspect that the hard market's going to be pretty good for us. I mean, there's probably no better way yeah. for me to articulate, you know, my value than, oh, so your combined ratio is 107. Like, what if I drop that by 2,000 basis points or 20%? You're back into profitability. Well, how do I do that? Well, we got to get into people's homes, but I can tell you now that if I get rid of all of the bad coupling nuts and supply lines and older water heaters, you name it, you're going to have a decently profitable book and you're going to emerge from this hard market much better than the next person. Yeah. You know, it's it's stunning to me, uh, you know, as a claims guy, we both Lee and I have spent our career on the claims side, um, that, you know, what a, a simple thing, I mean, that's like the world of Subro, a simple little thing like this little nut that costs a quarter to make, right? And and two fifty to buy, and that can cause literally tens of thousands of dollars of damage if it goes wrong. That when you think about it at scale, like what you're talking about, that the impact that that would have on anybody's loss ratio, right, is so stunning. And how, I mean, if you're a major executive at an, at a carrier, of course you have a lot of things on your mind and a lot of things to think about. But a cure to that, or even a 75% solution to that is mind numbing the numbers, right? Yeah, I mean, right. I mean, I don't know if you could track that, but I mean, we're talking about across the United States in a year, literally probably billions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Of we unnecessary think, loss. Yeah. We think, we think it's somewhere in the ballpark of about 25 billion. We're not at the, I, mean, I, I think we're arguably the furthest along. I think my competitors would say, no, no, we're more further along. But, you know, listen, it's a, it's, it's, it's $25 billion of value, right? Right. Like we can go out there and we could literally get it. Now, I think you're going to have, you know, innovative market entrance. You're going to have holdouts and all the typical things that we encounter with insurance innovation. But it's interesting because I think the math works. And it's not just the math. I think the experience works as well, right? You look at like what's happening in proactive loss prevention. Okay, well, doing a 30-minute inspection, that's too hard for my customer. Okay, so great, right? So what are we going to do? No, you know what? We're going to buy a water detection device. We're going to pay 500 bucks. Who's going to install it for you? Oh, we'll pay the 250 to install it. In that big house, I think we need three of them. Okay, or we're going to monitor the um, uh, electrical grid of the home to make sure that there's no errant things that basically cause a fire. You know, let's spend three ninety nine, great, a volume discount to buy it for two hundred bucks and install it. All of these things, when sent to a homeowner, takes at least thirty minutes to install. So why not just re-engineer that time and go and capture data? Because at the end of the day, you know this is an item that we've proven with a large, a very large sample set in the worst market in the U.S. And so I think tit for tat, I think folks will have different theses and whatnot, but you know, we feel really confident, right? To your point, you, I go in your book of business and I go and I say, let's not worry about anything else other than coupling nuts. Yeah. I promise you that we're going to go and find 30 million bucks on a billion dollar book. 
I mean, well, you make a great closing argument there. Yeah, I, I think I think it's it's really good. No matter what you do to prevent or to to find the issues, it takes it takes time of the insured, right? Even meeting at somebody to come install something takes time. It's just, I think companies are just looking for whatever they can to do it. But I think Chirp's a great a great way to do things like this. We love what you guys are doing. Totally believe in it. I mean, and, you know, we've been playing around in the InsureTech world long enough to see that, you know, many of the different, many different players who have tried to get the um, insured involved, mm-hmm. right? And there's a hundred different reasons to get the insured involved, not the least of which, if you say to me, I'm going to save money if I do this, well, then, I mean, it starts to get a little more tangible, right? And it's not... It's not some, you know, maybe it's this is something that could happen in a bad situation, but rather here's 20 bucks or or whatever, right? Yeah. I mean, here's a here's a free Starbucks. Whatever the tech, whatever the come on is to get to get it done, it's so significant for the carrier. And so the the ROI on it is so high that we're excited about what you're doing and excited about where the industry will go with it and love to have you back on in a year or two and hear about, hear, hear more about it and, and, and what you guys have been able to accomplish. Well, it's been a pleasure, Robin Lee. Thank you for having me on. It was a great discussion, gentlemen. It was great. Thank you for being on. Well, thank you. And thanks for coming, man. Finally. <laughs> thank you. You know, again, it it's, cool to see how companies are finding and working through the problem of how do you get how do you get the insured involved when you yeah. when you really need it and when it's really profitable to do that. Yeah, I think Chart brings a great way to get the insured involved and that's by showing them, hey, these are things that need to be repaired and if you need a little help, we can help you. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, the that's benefit right. there. But yeah, at the end of the day, you got to get them involved and I think Chart's doing a great job of that. Well, we think they're doing a great job and blah, 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 blah. You froze and went away and I got completely messed up. Well, just don't watch my screen, Rob. Just yeah, don't, don't watch, watch my, my screen. screen. Don't watch my screen. Don't you look at me. Don't you look at me when I'm talking to you. <laughs> well, listen, it's great as always to have everybody with us. And yeah. we look forward to the next time you join us. And until then, we'll say... Goodbye, everybody.